if you knew you had 10 years to live mm. with reasonable certainty, mm. what would you stop doing? Welcome to the Connect More podcast in which we discuss the seemingly random, seeking out tips and strategies for living a healthier, happier life. Join me, Dave Algio, and co-host Dave Minchella as we find the hidden connections in, well, just about anything. On with the show. Welcome to the Connect More podcast. I'm David Minchella and this is my co-host. Dave Algio, and I notice we now have a name for the podcast. We Connect do. More. I like I it. Like it. I think I that like works well. I took it from a well-known children's board game. Other board games are available, <laughs> ladies right. and gentlemen. Yeah, we aren't. We aren't. We aren't sponsored yet, but um, no, no. We're, we're we're trying. We're trying. God loves a try. Yeah, we are oh, trying. Yes. What have we had? We've had we've had chocolate, dairy milk. Now Connect Four, um, and other. And other any sponsors are available, whatever. But yeah, but the Connect More registered with me when you said it because that's the that's the underlying thing, isn't it? Of our conversations is how do we connect the dots between things? How do we draw back from maybe something that seems totally disconnected to our life, mm-hmm. a subject, but we draw it back to actually that is relevant and it you know it matters because so I, and I love conversations like that. So I get it. I love that idea of connect more. I think um, what. What we find is that if you look at something, just base, you know, face value, uh, it's very basic. Mm, you know, they look like they're two non-insignificantly connected things. And then if you dig deeper, you go, actually, look at that. That point there makes this point here. Like, I remember, this is this is a complete, I've already started. I've gone, right? Go so when I first it. started, st- first, <laughs> before I did my biomedical science degree, I was looking around universities and I found out that the, I think it was the same gene that, um, creates a fly's wing is also is the same gene found in the human eye. Now, you would oh. never have thought they were connected. No. But they are. <laughs> wow, right. So, yeah, so that random, you know, side fact there, listeners, we've just we've already started now. Once yeah. we get going through yeah. this, this series, you'll know that I'll, I'll end up coming through with random facts and I hope to amaze and astound you all. And I'll try to pin it down to something. Eh? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I'm probably as guilty as anybody for going off on a tangent. But yeah, yeah. So this episode, this week, um, or mm. this week, whatever, because we haven't actually decided how frequently these are going to be. But uh, so we'll come up with a name. Give us a mm. no. We'll come up with a name. That's the first step. But I oh, think this week, what one of the things we're kind of lining up some guests. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week there was a question that I said I mentioned to you, and you mm-hmm. liked it, and I thought it'd be useful to riff on the question I do, and yeah. variations of it. Um, before I do, I'm going to give credit to this because I heard the question when I was listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast, and he had Jim Collins on. And for those of you, some of you may be familiar with that name, some of you may not. But Jim Collins is the author of a range of books, including Good to Great, How the Mighty Fall. And and he writes books on, Good to Great is one of his earlier books, not his first, but it's it's around ex- looking and researching and it's research-based um, work where he pulls out what is it that makes this company or this series of companies great, not just good, but great. And then he pulls out some key themes. So he talks about the hedgehog principle and uh, level five leadership. I won't go into any of that. But I've always been fascinated by his approach, which is very research-based, but then the ability to pull it into some key key themes or aspects to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And when he was on Tim Ferriss, he's written a, a, num- a load of books, and his latest book is something to do with entrepreneurship. And apologies, because I haven't got the name of that. But um, I love his way of thinking. He's reclusive. He's kind of separated himself and he focuses on what he thinks is what he believes is his priority and what he's here for, I guess. And that ties into the question that he asked or he mentioned on the podcast. And it's not his question. It's one of his old mentors from decades ago. And the question is, if you knew you had 10 years to live Mm. with reasonable certainty, Mm. what would you stop doing? Love it. Because it turns the normal question yeah. of what would you do more of on its head. Because <laughs> right. normally with that, right, you've got 10 years, what are you going to do? You've got one, five, 10 years. No, no, no. This completely changes it. This is, you've only got this amount of years left. What are you going to stop doing? That yeah. 
is what really intrigued me because when I think about it, I would want to make it so that all that dead space time that I use or that is taken from me, I want to get rid of that and I want to fill it with things that brings something to my life. You know, so 10 years, that's what, 3,650 days? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to I want to make sure that my three six five zero days are as filled to capacity as possible. Now I'm going to have to sleep for seven hours minimum, uh, I think, each day. <clears throat> excuse me. So that means I've got three thousand. Excuse me, six hundred and fifty days of only seventeen hours. So already we're starting to lose. Oh. You know, we're going to have to be really smart with it. And I don't. I'm not. I don't want to be standing in you know, a Costa queue when it's, ta- you know, for half an hour and when I get the front of the queue with the person or the person in front of me is on the front of the queue, still doesn't know what they want. I, I-, I want to be, you know, maximizing my time, <laughs> right? So I- <clears throat> what what is it? I mean, this comes a little bit off. Rich- oh, I heard a myth about Richard Branson. Right. So I don't know if it's, I don't know if it is him, but I'm, it's a myth, as I say. So if it's true, right. it's true. He worked out, how much he makes or how much he's worth an hour. Right. Right. And he valued each hour that he needs to do certain things and realized that it's not worth his hour to do it himself. Right. right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So cleaning his house, it's not worth his hour to do that. You'll pay someone else to do that. Chauffeur, ditto. Flying non-private, ditto. The amount of, the amount, that would impact upon his life or his value per hour, the reduction of that, he, for him to do it himself, wasn't worth it. Hmm. So he realized he'd be making a profit, in inverted commas, by having someone else do it and he do something else. He do something more productive with that hour or hmm. whatever time unit he was using. Now, I don't know if that's true. I say it's a myth, but I quite like the sound of that, of knowing what you as a person are worth for that hour yeah what is your value yeah and then i would apply that to the question see that's an interesting one because um that is i don't know if that's i've I've not heard the richard branson aspect Mm. of that so i don't know if it's true or not um but it is quite a common theme if you like Mm. within the business world i've I've been employed self-employed now for what 14 years running my own business yes i work part-time in the police and full-time in the police whilst running etc one of the key themes and it's it's one of the aspects that tim ferris i mentioned tim ferris's podcast on which jim collins was on tim ferris is the author of the four-hour workweek book yes i've heard of this i've heard of this and I initially remember seeing that title and thinking, well, what's this rubbish? But then I got to know a little bit more about him and realized that there's there's more to that catchy, bollocksy mm. sound and title than than you think. But it's about how do you, exactly what you said, how do you value your time? What are you spending your time doing? And, and is it actually moving you towards where you want to be? And also... There's a lot of things in it, but the point of it is that the, the thing that really struck me is how many of us are working towards we're working hard now on what is effectively a deferred life plan Mm. so what he says is we're all working to this end date of when i get to this status or this amount of money or this pension this retirement Mm -hmm. we're kind of putting on hold now for then and the the fact is we don't know whether we'll get there we don't know what state of health we're going to be in when we're there. And wouldn't it be nice to take some mini retirements now more often? So that's kind of the philosophy, the underpinning philosophy, I guess, behind the four-hour work week is be start to think about actually what is it you want to achieve? I'm kind of going off on a tangent already, mm. but it does tie into the 10-year question. What is it you want to achieve? What are you working so hard for? Is it to make a million? Is it to be this, to achieve that status? And could you have the equivalent because money is like achieving a certain amount of money or a certain amount of salary or a certain amount of status is all for another reason what's the why behind that well so i can enjoy this so i can have that lifestyle so i can have that holiday and actually what he says asks is a very good question is well if you think about it do you need to be a millionaire to live and live or to enjoy some of the millionaire experiences. And when you think about it, you probably don't. Now, if you want to live that totally and completely all of the time, then yeah. But at what cost? Whereas yeah. if you want to be able to like 
own a Ferrari, and this is one of the examples, I guess. Um, you know, you probably don't need to be a millionaire to own it, you know, or you could hire one for, a, you know, you could kind of get it out of your system. And there's lots yeah. of different ways of looking at it. And yeah. I guess this comes back to what are we working for? And this is why I think the 10 year question, the, the question of the 10 years is is a good question because if if we, we were talking about this before if i was to say to you there's a there's, there's a variation on these kind of questions but one of them is if you knew you had only three years to live what would you do well that kind of mm. narrows right down and kind of puts mm. a bit of pressure on what you want to cram in there mm. if you if the doctor then said you've only got a month to live what do you what do you would do it even shifted to even more immediate yeah. and thing you'll go to things like well how do i make sure my family are sorted what about me will me but you know this kind of thing yeah yeah it shifts yeah. your priorities where immediate is yeah, 10 years and that question of what would you stop doing gives you the thing of, right, whew, what am I wasting my time and what am I spending? And I'm actually moving in the right direction. Anyway. For me, I'm 50, so 10 years is 60. <sighs> 60 puts a different slant on things. I know we're health-wise, you know, there's different things. You know, I could be healthier at 60 than my granddad was, for argument's sake. But there's also the health concerns. So it puts a perspective on it Think actually what am I doing now that potentially yeah, I'm just, like you said, I'm just doing because it's, it's habit. It's stuff I've committed to that really I don't, didn't know why I wasn't clear about what I'm trying to achieve and it's not good stuff. So could I stop it? Because yeah. I want to get to 60 and I want to be as, I want to be fitter now then than I am now. The bar's low, I granted, but you know, <laughs> but you know, it's kind of that idea of like, what's wrong with thinking at 60 I'd like to be vibrant and healthy, God willing, and all those other things that get in the way potentially. You know, what's wrong with thinking that? And you want to be like a right. British Stanley Tucci day? Is that, is that what you want to be? <laughs> the, uh, I could see that. I could see you definitely being a British Stanley Tucci. What's Absolutely. that then? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, he's the, act, the actor. The actor. Yeah, yeah, the actor. Yeah, yeah you've got, got his glasses already. You've got his glasses. Ah, you're right. What, what else is he in? Devil Wears Prada? He was in is all he, that. Type of... Yes, he is. He's no, he's not in Kickass, is he? That's he's not, no, actor. that's um... no, that's a different actor. You're right. Aye. But I yes, I know who, I know exactly who you mean. That's that's you. I can see. Look, at, I mean, look at what he's doing now. He's in his sixties and he's is making he? cocktails on Instagram, and he's you know, is he? oh. yeah, yeah, he's looking looking fly, man. I can see. That's what you're already halfway there, man. I can see. <laughs> yeah, because I've got the. Uh, 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 well, it's pretty. <laughs> it's been pretty achievable to lose the hair. I didn't have to work very hard at that one. <laughs> like, I've got to be hey, honest. I'm go. I'm getting the same. I'm. This is just a very clever. Uh, ex- exquisite comb over. That's all, I'm, that's all I've got. Yeah, it's a good job we're not on video here. Isn't I know. It? Yeah, thank God for that. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. I think thinking more about this is like you know because a lot. I don't know about you, but when I, I, I when, you, when you see things on TV, you think oh, I hate I I hate that that's happening mm. or whatever it might be, you know, or I hate that 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 person over there in on the TV is, is struggling or I hear, I read in the paper that this is maybe, you know, maybe it would be time. If, if so you've got, you've got 10 years, maybe it would be something like, well, actually I'm going to stop putting things off. I'm going to stop mm. not taking um, action. Yeah. I'm going to, in fact, I'm going to stop my inaction. That, right. that'll be something, you know, maybe, uh, and uh, an, an old rowing coach, you should say, if you want something and you're starting from zero, you need at least a minimum of three years to get it. Right. Minimum. So, I mean, it's often more the case. I don't know if listeners who will know who I'm talking about here, but Paddy Ashdown, the former MP, he, he gave himself within 12 years to win Yeovil, which was his constituency. He started from you know a base of near zero, and he won it with an eight. Right. Uh, if that's if my facts are correct, I'm sure we'll have people correcting me, especially mm-hmm. any other Lib, Lib Dems who would be who would be writing in on their good yeah. in the history. But if you think of it that way, I think that's quite a, a good little rule of thumb. If you're starting from zero and you want something, you have to give yourself at least three years to get mm. it, or at least give yourself three years with even being close of getting it yeah that's it that's a good point because one of the things um i've learned i've been in business now what uh, 14 years it'll be 15 years coming up actually in march next mm-hmm. year is that it's all taken so much longer than i ever thought it might or would you know and i and i think you know 
I, I've been on the journey and I've had to learn lessons. I've been my own worst enemy and all that kind of thing. But I think isn't that isn't that the point? You know, you say if you had ten years, um, kind of recognizing that if you want to change something, you're going to have to start now. is a is a is a great kind of point to think, isn't it? It's going to take you longer than you think. There might be wins and unexpected things along the way, but there's also going to be setbacks and there's going to be things you need to learn. And I think that brings me into th- asking the question of then, if it's 10 years and you're talking about, you know, stop the inaction, do the things, what is it all towards? So if you were mm. to say, what is your 10-year plan? What is your vision mm. then? If you were thinking, right, well, what, you know, 10 years' time, because I'm thinking 10 years' time, I'd like to have at least knocked a dent in the planet by that point you know and by that i mean made an impact of something and this is just me speaking personally i like to have had some sort of impact and i not just with my family and that's important i want to i would love to have to to have them think you know he was a great dad he was this that and the other and i want that but also like to have a little bit of a dent in the planet you know and have some sort of memory there absolutely absolutely and this is that this is something that's quite close to my heart in that respect so i read um the autobiography of a former peer and MP. So he's a fellow called Jack Ashley, right? Mm. And I think at the age, I read this when I was about 31, give or take, maybe maybe a bit older. But so by 21, he, he was a town councillor and had been working for seven years and had set up his own has set up his own union and as as his own shop steward in the factory he was working at in witness right by 31 he'd attended both oxford and cambridge and he'd been on a debating tour of america right by 41 he was an mp and he'd worked for the bbc for just short of a decade wow that's, that's... Now, those finer points, I'm going to have to double check. So the book, when I read the book, it, as I say, it was about three years ago. So I'm going to have to double check that. But I remember 21, 31, 41, and he'd done that, you know. And then by the time he'd passed away, God rest his soul, about eight years ago, um, he'd become, he'd, in, in surgery, been, been made per, near, near permanently deaf, so he could not hear after only being in the Houses of Parliament for, I think, less than two years, he he was going to stand, stand down, but he kept going. In that time, he learned to lip-read, and he would lip-read across the house. Hmm. He then brought about, you know, numerous laws for thalidomide compensation, what was then known as the battered wives' rules and laws and things like that, and for disabilities and for blind... and for de- You know what I mean? think... To the point of where the point which like that that is is a real as you call it a dent in the world and things like that and and, and not a negative one not like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a negative yeah. equity dent this is like a, you know the world has made a profit for that man's because of that man being alive and that's what I sometimes mm. think about that I want I want the world to make a profit from me yeah. being here yeah. And I think that's great. So it comes back to there's a there's a question. I think this is something that for that listener out there or listeners, mm. the two of you, <laughs> our um, parents. Yeah, yeah. No, I think actually it's it's about asking that question for yourself. And and because I think if you were ten years, you know, God willing, we'll get a lot more than that. You know, mm. you know, all mm. of that. But like, let's say if you were thinking ten years, and things are going to take a while to crank up. You know, three years for the flyer will to get going, and once it's going, you keep keep at it. <clears throat> then what is it you're trying to achieve? What is it you would like to achieve by that? And it might just might be, and I've said just, but I don't mean this. It's actually, you know, I want to be a great dad and I just wouldn't want to be a good family person or I want to have achieved a certain level in my job or whatever. That's all valid because each person's definition of that or, or vi- vision of that is important. It's not what everybody else says is important. So what's your pers- personal kind of idea or vision for that 10 years and then this is where i think what would you stop doing comes into it i think to actually achieve that it is about recognizing it will take work and it'll take more than you think it will and um you know energy connections effort and focus and in order to do that we need to get rid of the 
stop doing the stuff that doesn't move you that way. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's not about being irresponsible or uncaring or unethical because there'll be family commitments and all of those mm. things that you've got to factor in. You've got to take in the environment and the 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 uh, <clears throat> the, the the culture you're in. You know, I'm yeah. trying to think of the word now, but um, kind of you've got to you've got to think factor that in. Mm-hmm. Um, but within that, what is the cruft and the dead dead stuff like you said that you do that. You know, you could take it down to the time you spend in the queue in, in Costa, or it could be the time you spend surfing on pointless internet yeah. sites, Facebooks, all that, or you know, doing stuff for other people. And I don't mean that in the genuine, generous, kind, supportive way, but doing stuff that you've you're kind of doing because you feel as if you should, or because you 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 have never really thought why am I doing that? And I really should say mm, no mm, to that. Mm, or mm, mm. you're doing it for misguided thing if you don't want to be disliked or, or disapproved and kind of starting to get quite radical with it and quite, quite, um, quite cutting, I guess, in some, yeah. like, like that, let's cut away that thing. And sometimes it's not going to be a week or a day's decision, you know, a day or a week. It's going to be, do you know what? I've committed to this, so I'm going to need to finish, see it out. It might be a few months' time. I'll finish this project, but what I'm not going to do is say yes to something else like this that really has served nobody's purpose other than help them to further their career or or and set me back. Yeah, and actually, it's 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 an ego trip for them, and I'm doing the the, the work. I'm kind of mm. riffing on examples, but you know, there's a lot there. So it might not be an overnight decision. It might take an exit strategy for a few months, but you've got 10 years or it might even be a year. I'm going to finish that because I set out to do it and I've committed to it and people rely on me. But after that year, I'm going to take stock at that point Mm. and not fill that time with something else by default. I agree. No, I think that's great. That I think, I think as well as that if, if we're going to, you know, use these time sensitive um, parameters, we should make sure that not only is it something that you aren't going to go backwards in, there's no point in having inertia. Even if it's a small step, a tiny step forward, make sure that, mm. that it's something that can deliver that. And I think, you know, I think it was the Rules of Work book I read years and years and years ago. They oh, advocate yeah. having a, a one-year, a five-year, a ten-year. And the one-year changes every year, as you can see. And the five-year one will change every five years, and the ten years change every decade. Now, if you just do one five ten, you say right, okay, in year one I'm going to have I want this done, and then by year two I would have, I've built upon this year one. I'm going to keep going. So then by year five I'll have all these things done, mm. and that's, then go from like that. That's a great point because the ten year is kind of the container for the mm. five year plan, the two five year plans, and the ten one year plans. Exactly. And yeah. Each one can have a slightly different theme. But you're moving in that direction, and I, you, you kind of made me think about the CrossFit. Obviously, we share that interest, yes. Yes. Um, and you know, I'm a year into it, and I'm, you know, after years of neglect and abuse, I'm kind of starting to find my feet with it. But one of the things I'm, I'm finding is that it takes that cumulative, consistent approach and a belief that the small things like starting on a pull-up with a blue band to help you just do one or two pull-ups, that that feels pointless well i'll never get there i'm never going to be able to do a pull-up on my own without this the aid of this band but just saying right it's just sweating that that one action that day just doing that do it consistently Uh, a week a month later i can move to a different band or i'll suddenly find i can you know in six months time i can do a a one without yeah yeah exactly Yeah. yeah but it's having that kind of faith almost that You've got the 10-year plan, so what is that for you? What would that be? What would the what would be the thing that you'd love to be able to say you've done or achieved or knocked a dent in the world or whatever by 10 years? And then coming back to your five years, well, five years I'll probably need to be here roughly. So this next year I will focus on this because this is a significant part of it and I'm going to nudge the the all the dials in that direction yeah, by yeah, doing sure, the small, sure, sure. consistent stuff day to day. And that's where I think you can do your head in if you spend too much time thinking about how far away you are from that goal. Consistency. You've said it already, consistency. Yeah. One of the things I find, um, and I do this myself, but I, I working with a, a lot of people coaching is we kind of, we're all about setting the goal. And, and there's a lot of people say set a big goal and massive goals and all of this kind of thing. But for me, that's great. But then get your head away from that goal, except for certain times, where you go back and review how you're going. Yeah, get your head away from it because you don't want to be constantly reminded about how far away you are from it. I agree. Come back to right. agree. I want that goal in 10 years' time. This year, I need to do this and be here by then, which means this next month, I need to be here and focus on this month. And then 
bring your horizon even closer to today and the next seven days and the next whatever, I'm just going to do A, B, and C Mm -hmm. and just do that. And I talk about, I suppose they use the cabbages and sprouts metaphor, but like say the cabbage is the big goal. You need to slice that big goal up into 10 slices. Then each slice you need to chunk down into daily sprout-sized actions and it might be one or two sprout-sized habits or actions you do every day, but it, it builds, doesn't it? And then we turn that on the other way, though, right? So we were saying, like, go back to the question. Right? I'll say, well, um, right now, I can't do less. I can't do say, you know, these things I want to do less of. I want to stop. I can't stop immediately. Yeah, I can. I can stop by ten percent. So that day year one, I'm going to, I'm going to stop by ten percent first one, and then day two, I'm just moving, sorry. And then day two, I'm going to stop by, uh, year two, I'm going to stop by 20%. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. So that by by the time I'm finished, I've accumulated all this extra time in those 10 years, but in doing so, I've replaced it with something else. Yeah. I think if we look, if you're thinking about, um, if you want to think about change, I really believe that it's, it's small incremental change. It is. It is. You can't make the huge. We talked about diet before. It's great when you see like the world's you know biggest loser or whatever, and lose like you know forty stone or whatever it is. But that that loss and the manner with which that loss has occurred is not sustainable. Mm. Uh, you know the whole give the man a fish, you know, da da, but give him the means to catch his own fish. Well, if you teach them that. To do that themselves, that's great, but that will take incremental change. It's not going to be just one fell soup, one big old paintbrush. No, that's not going to happen. It needs to be small. It needs to be consistent. It needs to be um, repeatable. Yeah, uh, day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out. You know? And that that takes faith and hope. And this is the thing because it doesn't just apply to say weight loss. Although I think that's a that's a big issue because there's there's things around your, your how you feel about yourself. Mm. And the fact that if you don't feel as you're getting the results quick enough, you can kind of, that self-sabotage can kick in. But financial, you know, overload or, you know, like debt. Um, I remember, Mm. I mean, I've been in business about 15 years. The first year of business, I set it up and I did very little. And then I left the police and I was into this gung-ho thing of like, I'm going to do this. And, you know, like the I'd bought into this stupid idea that entrepreneurs risk it all. And I left, the day that I left the police, I was separated. We were selling the, the marital home, all of that. That all fell through the day I left the police. So within two months, and I uh, took a career break, thankfully, but the idea was that I was, if it all worked out, not going to go back. But within two months, I was at the point where I had to ring Northern Rock, who were the the the, the, the uh, building society for the mortgage, and say to them, I can't pay the mortgage this month. How much do I need to stop you repossessing my house? And they rang me. They kind of said, right, it's £2. You need to pay £2 today or the next few days, and it buys you another month. And, like, it was a few months in. I'd kind of scratched it around. I went down and took that £2 down and, like, paid and then messed around but eventually got my head to the fact that I need to go back to police. But in that bit, I built a load of debt up. I was just sinking in it. And it was very, very overwhelming. And it's kind of that feeling of like, I need to get back out. So how do I do it? And it's the it's that kind of idea. What's my vision? Well, I do not want to give up on my business. I'd made a lot of mistakes. I did no idea what I was doing when I jumped ship to run that bit to run the business. I had no sales, no contacts, no nothing. But I did not want to be continuing doing what I was doing. I felt trapped. And the fact that I was going back to the policeman, I'd swallow pride, um, all of those things. But I still had this one, I'm not going to be stuck here. So it's kind of had the vision, but I had to come back to the reality of like, what do I need right now? Well, what I need right now is X number of pounds. So when I went back to the police, I went back part-time initially and said, and I covered just the basics of the income, thinking, right, if I work part-time, that covers it, and then I can work the rest of my business. I'd got myself in a bit of a hole enough to that wasn't enough. But I'd always had that idea that you just chip away, chip away and keep keep doing it and get back there and it took years and i think this is the thing about it you 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 have a vision you have a hope and that's got to be strong enough to keep you going but you've got to come back to actually i'll pay this debt off pound by pound and 10 pound by 10 pound and not get swamped by it you know i agree i know i know i know exactly what you're saying totally 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 with you on that 
it sounds like I'm oversimplifying it because I remember the grind, you know, having to do that and the hopelessness I felt at times and feeling like I'm going in to do a job I didn't want to do. Very stressful at times, you know, stuff happened, all that kind of stuff. But um, that kind of chipping away taught mm. me the value of have your vision, have your goal, but come back to the actions day to day that count and just have faith that you're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and you will get there. You get setbacks, you get knocked on your ass plenty of times, but you'll get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think there's there is that. There is so you need that consistency mm. as well as and that and that repeatable action. Yeah. yeah. But you also need that resilience or or grit as as it as it's coming in there. Because I think that resilience to, to maintain yeah. that as you as you have, you know, you get knockbacks, you get, you know, things don't or you there's there's a, there's a really that you know what you could have done. You could have gone right. I give up. It's never going to happen. You're right. Quit my dream and go and here's a do thing. That. This is a question that I'm not sure the answer to uh, the answer is because you're right. There's great resilience and all that, but I'm not sure what I had was grit or resilience. I think I think I'm a stubborn pig-headed git at times. I, I know I am, but I think that there was times when a couple of my mates said, "Dave." do you know what you're heading for a canny pension you know you've got a good job you're a sergeant why don't you go for inspector why do you just get your head down get the job done and you'll be retired in such and such um and those points as tempting as that might be when you say it out loud to Mm. kind of say give up i there was something more it wasn't just grit and resilience it was kind of a feeling that like a part of me would have to die to take that path and actually People would say you're very brave to go in the business down the business, but I, I think it would take more courage to go the other way and just sack off my dream. And do you know what I mean? So I don't know yeah. if it's a great thing for me. And I don't this is what I I guess it's where that idea of what's your goal at 10 years and how much does it mean what does it mean to you? How how important is it to you? See, I I don't want to sort of to talk down those who, you know, who 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 are the opposite of what's happened to you. Yeah. But I would say that, you know. That given up bit, that yeah, there is a, a certain amount of courage in 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 knowing that you know, well, I'm, I can't do my dream. I'm going to yeah. have to settle, you know, and hope that uh, could within yourself that you will find some form of happiness. Hmm. But there's a damn sight more courage in what you did and go right. I could take the easy route here. I could take the easy place pension. I could take the inspector role. I could take da 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 da. Or I could risk quite a lot here, a calculated risk here, and go and follow my dream of what I actually want to do, where I really am going to be happy. Yeah, I, I don't know, because I think there's, there's something you said there. I think sometimes it takes courage to quit something. Um, and, mm. like, I, 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 you know, I'm looking at it now from the, the other side, thinking, well, it yeah. was the right thing to do, so... Mm. But I think whatever choice I'd made, I'd probably rationalize it away. It wouldn't be that I'd, you know, I, I think many of us make these decisions. There's things I've given up, like given up on in terms of dreams and ideas. Mm-hmm. And when I think about it, I think, well, you know, I was never going to be that person. Um, I would have, or, or if I was, I would have had to sacrifice so many things I wasn't prepared to sacrifice. And I think, yeah, I'm with you. About, I know what you mean. I, know what I you think mean. the thing is, when the question is, there's nothing wrong with quitting something. And I think this idea of quitters never win and winners never quit, all that, it's rubbish. It, actually, the successful people quit the right things. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I agree with the that. Question yeah. is, is, are you giving it some conscious thought or are you acting out of a response so if i was to say oh yeah i'm gonna pack it in i'm gonna stick with that career now there's one where i've given it serious thought and i've weighed up the options i thought you know what actually for stress levels for health for family you listen supply i'm gonna go that path well that i've considered it and i've actually consciously thought about it so there's nothing wrong with that i've made a decision and part of it is actually making a damn decision isn't it the other side yeah. is if i respond out of panic Mm. then that's a different thing because I haven't actually given myself the chance to think it through. And I, and I wonder, I know there's times when I've made decisions out of panic or fear or whatever, big decisions, little decisions, and I tend to regret those more than when I've made a scary decision mm-hmm. with time out and thought and bouncing it off people. Do you, do you know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah, the quality of the thinking that goes into the decision, not the actual decision you make. I think I, w- I think we've gone full circle here in that what I would say about the quitters who are successful, they quit, the, they stop the things 
that other dead space. Yeah. But here's a, here's a question now, and I'm I'm kind of coming at this ten year thing of like we have dreams and ambitions, but sometimes, mm. you know, like it's the it's the old adage of like you know if we if we all could be, we'd all probably be footballers or rock stars. You know, that's that'd be the choice. The reality is we can't all be that. No. And actually, there's loads of opportunities for joy and mastery and fulfillment and meaning in variations or using the talents in other ways so for me you know um i don't know i, I remember wanting to be a professional snooker player at one point you know what i mean as a kid you'd be you'd, you'd be brilliant <laughs> no, i could I see you again steve davis leave me no i wouldn't <laughs> no but the point is i've dreamt of it but it's why was i dreaming that what was i what was i wanting out of that the reality is <laughs> you know even if i'd flogged me nuts off i would never have made it do you know what i mean so we can set ourselves these dreams and we see possibly on x factor you know people are like you're never gonna make it but that doesn't mean to say that that passion you have for music or singing or whatever couldn't be as valid somewhere else do you know what i mean or mm. what is it that you're chasing in trying to be on x factor or for me as a snooker player what was that i wanted to re- well it was a bit of fame and a bit of this as a kid i mean i'm talking about as a kid yeah 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 but so, but there's other ways of achieving that and scratching that ish. And as I've grown and matured and changed, I don't want to be famous and not, you know, I couldn't be bothered with that kind of chew. I'd rather be somebody behind the scenes creating something that helps. You see, I, I was, I wanted to be famous as a kid growing up. I thought it'd be yeah. brilliant. But now that I know and now that I see this awful, unhealthy obsession, yeah, it's only got worse with social media. That the famous people have to deal with, and people go, well, you know, it's the it's the price you pay for being famous. I think, well, not all 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 a famous. Let's take a musician. All a famous person is is a very very good musician who can play a music, can play whatever, and people want to pay money to hear them play that whatever. Now let's imagine what it could have been. You know, um, used to be that. Uh, People, you know, William Shakespeare, he was famous, but he was a, you know, he's a writer. We don't see that now. Writers don't get the huge acclaim that footballers or musicians get, but it could have been that. Now, for me, the 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 fame or what have you is is something that that comes with certain posts, certain jobs, certain hobbies, what have you. You're right. I think you can get. Load of joy, load of mastery, load of whatever it is, load of feeling great, you know, whatever well-being we, tag we want to use from doing anything and everything. And that can be just as fulfilling yeah. for you, me, them, everybody. Yeah. As, as long as we think about, right, well, what is it? that What is it? And for me, I, I would get just as much fulfillment Um helping somebody mm. you know that's part of my job and for instance helping somebody or making making their life a little bit better mm. yeah you know now is that see this is the thing because this 10-year idea means that a lot's going to happen in 10 years in terms of you yes. growing up like mm-hmm. if i think like from 40 to 50 or for me 50 to 60 you know the the person that's 50 compared to the person who's 40 and the person who's 40 compared to the person who's 30 has changed so when we set ourselves these 10 year plans be, it's not that we we're, we're wrong to do it but we're kind of setting setting our vision in with with only partial information yeah time stamped so, isn't it it's yeah quite time-stamped, so we don't know what's going to happen so having a there's a phrase like having um I'm going to butcher the thing. It's something about having a having a strong opinion loosely held or a strong belief loosely held. Something like that. Mm. I've, I've totally butchered. But the idea is, I would like to be there. I would like to knock a dent in the world. I might question mm-hmm. why that is. What am I trying? Is it something to do with my own need for self? Some you know admiration. Mm. I don't know. I'd like to knock it in. But what it is, I don't know. And there's a lot going to happen in ten years. But it, mm-hmm. what I've got at the moment is some. Career capital. Uh, Cal Newport wrote a book called Deep Work, and he talks about career cap. No, that wasn't that book. It was another book. So good they can't ignore you. Is a great book, and he talks about this idea of you know as you build through life, um, you might have ambitions. You know, to be a footballer. Say, not that I'm yeah. in football, but if you've kind of developed a lot of career capital as a teacher or a lawyer, 
to shift from that and to throw that away to become a footballer is pretty rare to do. And actually, you are doing that starting from scratch. Could you use what career capital, what experience capital, you know, that credit you've got in the bank from that to shift and shape something that achieves the feelings and the meaning and the autonomy or whatever it is that that football role or whatever it is could give you. And I like that idea because if I look back at my life, the, the themes have been yeah, hard work, all that kind of thing. But teacher, I love to teach and craft and, and create learning material, all that kind of thing. Now, if I was to set that against some of the goals I had, like being a snooker player or a big number one bestselling writer, like, you know, whoever, you know, um, James Patterson at the time type of thing was mine. Well, there's a there's a difference. It doesn't mean I can't write about it, but if I was to shift into fiction, I'm starting mm-hmm. from scratch. And I haven't really yeah, got yeah. a drive or anything, whereas I've got all this career capital here. So 10 years' time, but bearing in mind what motivates me now, what I love to do, what what would that look like? And I'm still, you know, I'm asking myself this, and I don't know the answer because let's be right. I heard the question a couple of weeks ago, you know, and I'm still yeah. thinking about it. But I yeah, think it's yeah. an interesting question to reframe. And I, I guess for anybody who's listening, recognizing that you're going to change in the next ten years, that things are going to happen, life's going to have mm. setbacks, and there's going to be some wonderful things happen as well. Mm-hmm. What would you like to have be looking back on in ten years' time and looking and thinking, yeah, oh, I'm pleased I did that? Or what? What roughly would it be? And then how could you move that way and stop doing things that clearly clash with that? Yeah, I think that's... We, we could re- reframe the question again in that what, what things do we want to stop in this 10 years that are stopping us getting what we want at the end of the 10 years? So, you know, say like we, mm. we, we go back to the goal thing. So, you know, let's say goal X in 10 years Let's say someone's right. You've only got ten years to live, right? Well, I I want to um I want to go and do this in ten years, right? Okay, then what are you going to stop that gets in the way of you doing that? Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, and do we actually do that? Because how often do we get bogged down in the day to day life and the little micro demands and disasters that happen? Oh, and all we the time. Say, I'll I just do. get this sorted. I'll just yes. do that and then I'll, I'll just do this and I'll come and do that one. Yeah. And yeah. actually you're right that the really focused and successful people have a somehow have this ability to go again it's a phrase that Tim Ferriss says and I, I love it he says sometimes it, 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 success is about letting the small bad things happen so you can focus on the big good things. Yeah, I think that's a great that's a great idea. Getting comfortable with the small bad things that could go wrong. Oh God, that's so hard. Yeah. Being being comfortable in the uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 I've used I use that quite a lot actually at work when, you know, because it's there it is at times there is a a distressing time of your life that there's nothing that you can do about it. And we talked about this in the last about acceptance. I think it was an episode zero or episode one. Sometimes you have ex- you've got to accept that these things will be happening, mm-hmm. and and yeah. I like what Tim Ferriss saying there that let those small, insignificant yet uncomfortable things happen because then you need to focus on the big, really important, comfortable things. Yeah, and 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 it's also letting things go wrong, the small things because they seem big at the time. So you know, um, I don't know tipping into your overdraft for 10 quid or mm-hmm. 100 quid now i'm not advocating that we do that but like sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you've got your eye on the bigger picture the small things are going to happen and if you spend your time micromanaging the small things mm. don't get me wrong you've got to put fires out you know because fires have a chance to spread but it's and that's where the challenge is for me it's kind of like well what small thing could turn into a big thing if i don't actually nip it in the bud before it happens versus yeah. the small things that it's just me being a control freak and a micromanager yeah yeah, yeah. Don't, actually, don't worry about the match worry about yeah. the bonfire yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Is it a match or is it a bonfire that, yeah? So, so the match has been look, struck. That, that was, a, that was a, a moment of gold right there, Dave. You can have that. Okay, okay, so that metaphor, what you're saying is the match has the potential to be struck and set fire. Yeah, but it's but my point, so if it, imagine, the, imagine the, the size and the, the light, the heat that they both give off, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, okay. And the, and the potential damage... Yes. Right, that they could do. Right, if if you are running about carrying a match, worrying how it might burn your fingers, but you are ignoring the seven foot bonfire in your back garden, yeah. which is yeah. already blowing up your fence in your sh- in your shed. 
right? And it and it's starting to cause radiation warp on your uh, uh, radiation heat warp on your windows yeah. and what have you. Then you're worried about the wrong thing. Yeah. You so it comes I mean? back to yeah. So it's about trying to recognize it. And I guess this is part of learning is what is it? Look, look, I'm going to see what happens and let things go. But I can see that would be a real problem if I let that one go. Yes. Rather than there's loads of things I need to solve here, even before they're a problem. And then you never get forward. And this is something I've fallen foul of in my life and businesses. I've kind of thought, I want to be here, but in order to be there, I need to fix this, sort that, plan that, prepare that, get that done. And I'm fixing problems that haven't happened yet. And I'm kind of in my head saying, well, I'm preparing, I'm getting this because I know it'll be a problem there. But the problems that may never happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I guess that, that, the thing I've had to learn, and I'm still learning, I'm not brilliant at it by a long shot, is... What are the problems that I really need to deal with that if I don't, they will bite me in the backside versus the stuff that they're future problems. They're problems of future day of the sort out when they happen, you know, if they happen. Yeah, like, I mean, if we go back to that again, the, the match and the bonfire. Yeah. Now, if, if, you're, if you are forever thinking about those single small things that mm. have very little cumulative effect, but they, give, they make you stressed, they make you uncomfortable then in that there might be like a short moment where you feel, ah, that feels better. But no, actually think about what it is that is covering. What what can you've got ten years. What what most can you do with that ten years? Well the most you can do is tackling that bonfire, not not worrying about the, yeah. the match. And actually you're right. So there's the bonfire potential, but actually you're still trying to get somewhere in that 10 years. So it's a bit like that analogy of the aircraft flying from here to Australia. It's going to be off course most of the time. Mm -hmm. But what we Mm -hmm. need to do is be clear where we're trying to get and correct course. If we let it carry on off course, i.e. get distracted by those small things or not pay attention, then Mm -hmm. we're going to be off course and miss the goal kind of thing. So like... I guess coming back to the idea that 10 years sort of bringing things kindly, kind of to a close is mm. the question is, what what would you like to be saying in 10 years' time? What would you like to be thinking? Yeah, you know what? At least I'd go with that and I'm pleased I'd go and I've achieved this. Mm-hmm. What is it? What does it look like? Get a rough idea, not necessarily anything fixed, and then come back to thinking, well, what is it that's just not going to move me there at all that I'm doing now? What are mm-hmm. the things that perhaps I'm, overly paying attention to overly managing or doing for other people that really you know i have a right to think about my priorities as much as theirs and i'm not talking about ethically and you know mm. um, you know kids and looking after family no and no i know what you mean commitment. i know what you mean um and what am i doing out of a misguided values that might be uh, serving me now as in people pleasing not being able to say no that kind of thing which actually is gonna just totally fox me getting to that goal in 10 years time that's the thing about starting to think right how do i get better at saying no to that stopping that exiting this commitment and stopping that so that i get roughly to where i'm going and i think as well for me david if if my sort of final thought on the whole 10 years thing would be um at the end of the 10 years I want to be able to say, I'm so glad I did less of X yeah. because I did more of Y. Yeah. It's that old thing about the research from people on there, you know, they're in palliative care, they're on the deathbed. Nobody ever says, mm. I wish I'd spent more time in the office. Or yeah, 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 they all yeah, tend yeah. to say, I wish, I'd done, I wish I'd been truer to myself. I wish I'd done more mm. for me. I wish I'd said no more. I wish I'd left home and spent more time with the kids, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. I guess this is, this is the point of the question. It's that it's a, this question. This question comes up in so many different varieties, and I guess it's useful for us to have explored it. But for people listening, is to think about well, what is that? If you were if you were sitting there and you were coming onto your deathbed in ten years' time, I know it's a negative thing, but sometimes it's useful to mm. think that ten years' time, what don't you want to be saying on your deathbed? Then I wish I hadn't done this. I wish I'd done that. I wish I hadn't said this or committed to that. What are those things likely to be? Bring them back to now and stop doing them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You want you want to be able to to do more of what you want to do in that yeah. time than doing more of the, those other things which get in the way of that. Yeah. Here's the question for the next episode, though. Oh, yes. Which is worth exploring, and I, I think it could take us off into something completely um, different. So we can't really answer. <laughs> no this. change there, then. <laughs> what are we gaining from? 
doing those things that we need to stop doing in order to get there. Because I think there's also a comfort or a there's something we gain from doing these things, whether it's mm-hmm. a sense of control, validation, or distraction from perhaps things that we need to confront in ourselves. So maybe we can explore that in the next step. So because I think yes. there are re- there's a payoff for doing this stuff. There's got to be in order or else why would we do it? And I don't mean that in a pleasant thing because sometimes there's pain involved in that payoff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But maybe we can explore that next time because I think that's a key part in terms of getting to the... Yeah, and I think that's a great idea. And I quite like that. What is it that... Because in essence, the question is, what is the point of it all in that case? What is the point of us of doing X, doing Y? What are we trying to achieve? Is it is it short-term, medium-term, long-term? Is it, yeah. is it about accomplishment? Is it just about living? There's lots of potential, yeah. you know, space that we can explore into that. Right, stuff that. That's episode three, is it? Is that that'd episode be three? I'm losing track already. That'll be three. Already yeah, that'll be three. We're getting... Double we're, figures. Yeah. <laughs> we're losing track of the episode. <laughs> right, well, I think that's been, for me, uh, I've, I've enjoyed that because this is a question that landed in my brain last week having listened to that podcast and mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to them, but it's kind of made me think about a few things and I'm going to ask, as I would suggest anybody to just think, well, what is that 10 years going to be without having a fixed idea? What I'm, what would I do? What do I need to stop doing? Cause I still need to do that. And what is the payoff might be next episode and we'll come back and reflect on that. And listeners, we want to hear yeah. yours. Yeah. What would yours be? Send us uh, on the socials. We're going to have uh, all that up there put in your comment put in the comments and the reviews and everything what would be your points of, of all of these things we talk about we want to hear from you guys yeah all right let us know yeah definitely and um if you've listened to all the way through this one and the previous thank you thank you very uh, much thoughts feedback or ideas because um uh, these i think conversations and con- making connections like this are really important and mm-hmm. even if we're just an example of what we could all be doing more of is thinking out yeah. loud conversing and connecting and mm-hmm. trying to con- connect and think about stuff that perhaps is the more uncomfortable stuff or is stuff that we don't generally think about day to day yeah i, I totally agree cool nice yeah. one well it's been great and uh, we'll catch you next episode catch the episode thanks very much mm-hmm.